This is a wee story from Germany called the Water Sprite. What's a water sprite? Well, it's a little creature that lives in streams and rivers, and it's... Oh, you best keep away from them, really. Now, there was once a miller, and he lived in the mill that he worked in, and it was a lovely, lovely wee mill, and it was driven by water. Stream went past it. But there was one thing which made the miller uneasy, and that was there was a water sprite that lived in the stream. Now, normally, it didn't come out. But occasionally, when they were walking past, they would see a big pair of round eyes, but like a frog, looking at them from the water, and hair swimming around it as well, hair that was more like pondweed than hair, big froggy eyes looking at them. They didn't like the looks of that one little bit. Now the miller lived at the mill with his wife, and they had a couple of servants working there. There was a, a boy who helped the miller, and there was a girl who helped the miller's wife. Now, when they went past and they seen this eye sticking out of the water with all the weedy hair floating around, oh, they didn't like the look of that at all. But then things got worse, because the water sprite started to stick its whole head above the water. And its face was horrible. And the thing that really gave them the shudders was its teeth. It had long, sharp, pointed teeth. Well, they didn't like the looks of that at all. They didn't like it when it started smiling at them. They didn't like the look of that either. Now... The miller's wife was saying, you know that water sprite, it gives me the creeps. Every time I'm going by there, there's his head popping out the water. Oh, he's horrible. And the boy was saying, yeah, he's an ugly one, all right. Oh. And the poor servant girl, well, she just screamed whenever she seen it, picked up her skirts and ran. Well, things got even worse because the water sprite started to come out of the water and sit on the water bank itself, on the river bank. It would sit there all slimy and scaly with its long teeth and it would stare at them. Well, they didn't like that at all. One day, even worse, it said, Hello, Miller, at him in a kind of a watery voice. Oh, now he's talking to us, thought the miller. What next? Well, what next came the following week? There was one day that the miller was working at the mill as usual when he saw the head of the horrible water sprite peeping around the corner of the door. <gasps> he's come up to the mill. Oh, no. Oh, well, he won't come in. But he did. He came in. He started poking around the mill, sniffing at everything to see what it was. And after a few days, he was doing this so regularly that it was like he owned the place. He was wandering around the mill, poking into everything. 
and frightening the servants and the miller's wife. The miller wasn't too keen on it himself, actually. Now, wherever you went, there would be the sprite. You'd be walking along a passage, and he would be following behind you on his big, flat, webbed feet. Well, you'd turn around and, oh, what a fright you would get. And he was always poking around when he came down to the kitchen in the morning. There he was. If you were going up the stairs to bed, you turned the corner of the stairs, there he was. And that used to frighten the girl. In fact, it frightened her so much that she went back home and left them. It just left the miller's wife and the boy that was their servant there. But after several more frights, then the boy's father came and took him away, got him another job with somebody else, and that just left the miller and his wife. Now the miller's wife was had enough by this time. She went up to her bed the one night. She hadn't seen the water sprite for a wee while, and she thought that was a good thing. But when she went up to her bed, what she should see but the water sprite lying curled up in the middle of their bed. And the thing about the water sprite was he was always wet. He left a little trail of water wherever he went and curled up in the bed. It was all soggy and horrible. Right, that's it, she said. I'm going home to my mother. And she did. And left the miller there all by himself. Now, the miller was trying to, you know, work the mill. That was his livelihood. He had to do that. And he was also trying to look after himself and everything else as well. So he was cooking himself some breakfast one day when the water sprite came in and it watched him cooking this meat over the fire and it was looking. The head was turning one to one side, then to the other, then back to the other side again, and it had a strange, curious look on its face as it watched them and it sniffed, sniffed at the cooking meat. Well, at supper time, in strolls the sprite, and he's carrying a fish on the end of a stick. Good evening, Miller, he says in a watery voice, and he sits down and he starts to cook the fish over the fire. He turns it backwards and forwards until his fish is properly cooked, and then he sniffed at it. And, hmm, he liked this smell. This was better than the raw fish that he usually ate. And he ate that fish in two bites. Head, tail, bones, the lot went down his neck. And, mmm, he smacked his lips. Oh, that was good. That was better than raw fish any day. And the next morning, when the farmer came down, there he was with four fish with him, cooking them over the fire. Good morning, Miller, he said in a watery voice. And he was cooking away these fish and then <laughs> eating them in two gulps each. It was horrible to look at. And when he smiled at the Miller with those big, long, sharp teeth, oh, and sometimes he would just sit there looking curiously at the miller, and the miller was wondering if he was thinking to himself, I wonder what miller tastes like. Well, he didn't like the situation one bit. He felt like throwing the whole thing up, just 
closing the mill, throwing the key in the river, and just going away as far as he could. But it was his mill. He had been born there. He was brought up there. It was his home, and it was his livelihood. It was what he did for a living. It's how he made money. What could he do other than being a miller? Well, this carried on going. This water sprite kept coming in, kept appearing on the stairs, kept being right behind him when he turned around, and always cooking the fish over the fire. Sometimes he would have four, sometimes five, sometimes six fish, and he would gulp them down in two bites, bones and all. Now one night the poor old miller was sitting by the side of the fire, feeling very miserable. The sprite hadn't turned up still at this time, and there was a knock at the door. So he went to answer it, and there was a stranger, standing with a bear on a lead. "'Good evening,' said the stranger. "'I'm an entertainer. I'm going from town to town, entertaining people.' and i play music and my bear here dances to the music and people throw pennies for me and that's how i make a living but we're tired and i wonder if we could come in and, and rest the night at this house ah oh, well yeah you know said the miller there was a time that i would never have thought i would have turned away a stranger from my door who was wanting a bed for the night but ah uh, Oh, it's bad times. You see, I've got this water sprite that lives in the stream down there, but he's taken to coming in the mill now. And he's such a horrible sight, a horrible little scaly, wet, slithery creature with pondweed for hair and long, sharp teeth that would scare the wits out of you. Oh, he's horrible to look at, big bog eyes, and, and all within a wet, watery voice, and, ugh, yuck, no, you'd be better off heading off down there, just a few miles to the village, man, he says, I'm tired, said the stranger, me and the bear, you know, all brewing here, we, we couldn't go another step, we're, we're really tired, and I'm not scared of water sprites, I don't care about him, so, the miller thought, this could actually be a really good night, because I haven't had a chance to talk to another person for, ooh, I don't know how long. So he said, yeah, yeah, of course you can come in. But I did warn you. Don't say that I didn't warn you. I think your bear might best come inside too, because I wouldn't want to leave it out in the barn, because you never know what might happen to it. Oh, says the stranger, oh, you don't need to worry about Bruin. He can look after himself. Don't worry about that. Can't you, Brown? And the bear just, gro just gave a, a growl. And then the man just nodded his head in, and the bear followed, and in they went. And they sat by the side of the fire, and they cooked some supper, and they talked, and they had a great time. And the stranger, he was a musician, like I said, so he played for him as well, and the bear danced. And, oh, the miller hadn't had such a happy evening in ages. It was a great night, and the thing was, 
there was no water sprite. He never turned up that night. Well, says the miller, I think it's bedtime. You can come in uh, and sleep in the in the same room as me. There's a couple of beds there, and the bear can just curl up and sleep in there too. That would be great, said the man. So they went up, and they got a couple of wee beds knocked up, and soon they were sound asleep, and the bear was curled up on the floor, quite happy, dreaming bear dreams. Well, everything was great, and the next morning they woke up early, and they went downstairs to the kitchen, and the the miller, well, he'd been feeling so happy, having a great day without the water sprite. That wonderful evening he'd spent, conversation and everything, and music, and, ah, uh, but when he came down to the kitchen, his heart sank, because there was the water sprite, sitting by the side of the fire, and it was cooking its breakfast. It was cooking five fish this time obviously hungry. Four of them were already cooked and were lying on the hearth alongside where the sprite was sitting, and the other one was on a stick being cooked over the fire. And when the miller came in, the sprite looked at him and said, Good morning, miller, in a watery voice. And the miller, oh, he was so downhearted to see this horrible thing that he didn't even have the courtesy to say good morning back to him. He'd had enough. Now the sprite just looked at the stranger, looked him up and down, looked at the bear, but didn't see anything of any interest there, and he paid no attention to him, didn't speak to him, carried on cooking his breakfast. Well, the bear went over to where the sprite's cooked fish were line, lined up in a little row of four nice cooked fish, and it sniffed at them, and the bear liked the smell of what it smelled, and humph, in one gulp, it ate one of the fish, <gasps> said the sprite in a watery cry, leave my fish alone, the bear took another bite, humph, another fish disappeared on his neck, Leave my fish, leave my fish, leave my fish, my fish, my fish, he said. Well, he, the bear took a gulp. A third one went down his throat, and the sprite was furious, and he chomped up, and he slapped the bear on the nose. Bear my fish, my fish, my fish, he said, in a watery squeal. Well, the bear didn't like being hit on the nose. In fact, the bear took exception to being hit on the nose, and it raised its huge paw, and it belted the water sprite, and knocked him clean across the room, and whack, he hat the wall, he stayed there for a second, and then he slid down it onto the floor, and then, when he kind of got his senses back, he screamed, and ran out of the door. Well, the miller laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed, and so did the stranger. And then the miller made breakfast for him and his new friend, and the bear finished off the last of the fish. And once they'd eaten, they thanked the miller, and off the man went with his bear with him. Now the miller thought this was wonderful, but he was sorry to see him go. 
He had enjoyed his company, and now the sprite would come back. But the sprite didn't come back. All that day the miller waited for him, but the sprite never came back. And then the next day, still no sprite. Well, this was starting to look promising. A third day, no sprite. A fourth and a fifth day, no sprite. On the sixth day, he was just thinking he must have left and gone for good. But that night, in came the sprite, carrying four fish and a stick to cook them with. And the sprite came through the door, and he looked around cautiously, and he sat down, and he started to cook the fish over the fire, and he said, "'Good evening, miller,' in a watery voice. And the miller, oh, he was just so upset to see this horrible thing back. He sat gloomily by the side of the fire, and then the water sprite said, "'I haven't seen that cat of yours around for a few days.' "'Cat,' thought Miller. "'Cat. <gasps> he means the bear.' "'Now, the thought of the sprite thinking that the bear was a cat "'should have made him laugh, but he was in no mood for laughing. "'But then he had a thought, "'cause he was a cunning, quick-witted man, was this Miller.' Mm, you haven't seen the cat for a few days. Well, there's a reason for that, he says. She's just had kittens, seven kittens, all just like her, but smaller. But, hey, they'll soon grow. They'll soon be as big as her, or bigger even. Well, when the sprite heard that, his face fell, and he said, What? Seven kittens? Seven just like her? Ah, in that case, I can't stay here. I'm going. You'll never see me again. Goodbye. And he stormed out the door. The miller couldn't believe his luck. And the next day went by, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the sprite never came back. He swam down the stream and down into a lake and disappeared, and he never came back again. So the miller was able to go down to his in-law's house and tell his wife that the sprite was gone and that she could come home. And she did. And they hired another boy and another girl to work there. And their lives were happy after that. And they never again seen a sprite. <laughs>